The accounting firm of Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba presents the 24th College Football Hall of Fame season of Fighting Irish Preview. And now, the Bandito's fresh made daily kickoff with your host, Phil Halk. Please warmly welcome, and backed by popular demand, the Fighting Irish Preview Poet Laureate, Sir Philip Halk. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much. Please, 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 six feet apart. Keep those masks up. Thanks to all of you here and, and all of you watching in on Zoom. I, I'm so happy to be with you today here. I call this one Run the Football. A steamrolling line of seasoned steel with backs o' plenty, superb in skill. When combined, opponents are terrorized. A run game as good as advertised. Kyron, Sibo, Jafar, and Tyree. Graceful, hard-nosed speed, all agree. Feed them the ball, good things will occur. Irish to the end zone, in a blur. Onward, Liam. Patterson, Kramer, Hainsey, and Banks. Paving the way like a phalanx of tanks. Skill and experience imposing their will. Makes fighting Irish game day. A brutal thrill. A team identity now obtained. A ground game has been unchained. Tommy Reese dials up the plays. Coaches Quinn and Taylor also deserve praise. 2020, a season so strange. COVID-19 and everything a change. But one thing for sure at Notre Dame. Running the football. A certain path to fame. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, you are so kind. Thank you. Yes, all hail Kyron. Chris Tyree, Sibo, Jafar. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Banditos with three Fort Wayne locations, Waynedale, Georgetown, and Glenbrook Commons. Banditos is fresh made daily. Now, stay tuned for Fighting Irish Insight from America's foremost authority on Notre Dame football, Tim Priester, Senior Editor of IrishIllustrated.com. After these words from Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, Sheer McCulloch Auctioneers, and Flight by Yingling. Only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories. Raise the bar. This is Fighting Irish Preview. The University of Notre Dame exemplifies dedication to hard work, integrity, and personal values, which result in success in the classroom and on the football field. The professionals at Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, like Notre Dame, know the same dedication, and their experience and expertise provide peace of mind for you and your business. Tax planning, tax compliance, auditing, business valuation, and estate planning, the full-service accounting firm of Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba, like the Irish, has what it takes to help you achieve success. Located in Fort Wayne near Jefferson Point, Haynes, Eisenbarger, and Skiba proudly supports Notre Dame football and congratulates all those who are a part of the greatest tradition in all of sports. Go Irish! This is Art Salzberg. I don't endorse everybody, but I found a company that I think provides a great service. The company is Shearer McCulloch, and what they do is targeted specifically for seniors, people who may be thinking about downsizing and are overwhelmed by the thought of what it's going to take. Shearer McCulloch will pack you up, 
move you, and then sell your house and everything that's left. Now that's the most comprehensive relocation service anywhere and what I call in sports terms covering all the bases. Sharon McCulloch uses an international auction platform to make sure your possessions are seen by the right buyers. They're looking to get top dollar from people who have an interest in the special treasures you've collected over the years. Sharon McCulloch is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau and highly recommended by leading retirement communities and law firms. If Sharon and I decide to make a change in lifestyle, we'll be calling Sharon McCulloch at 441 8636. That's 441-8636. We trust them, and we know they'll make things easy and profitable. Introducing Flight by Yingling, the next generation of light beer. For those who don't follow trends, but craft them. Flight by Yingling is 12 ounces of uncompromised refreshment from America's oldest brewery. With only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories, this is premium refreshment, six generations in the making. Don't just raise a glass, raise the bar. Flight by Yingling, now available wherever beer is sold. DJ Yingling and Sun Incorporated, Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Please enjoy responsibly. Now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host, Phil Houck. Well, Tim Priester, it was a long layoff before last Saturday. Uh, the Irish had nine canceled practices and lots of players missed practices. The COVID layoff, I'd say, impacted the defense a little more than the offense. Is that a fair statement? It, it did in terms of uh, productivity and the level of play in the game. And it also did just in reality that there were a lot more mispractices on the defensive side of the ball. They were missing two starters and Myron Tagovailoa Mosa and Jack Kaiser. And so, yeah, it, it impacted them. And I give I give Florida State a lot of credit. Jordan Travis played a, a nice game at quarterback. Their running back, LaDamian Webb, is somewhat similar and difficult bring down like a, like a Kyron Williams. And then Tamori and Terry came out and played his best game of the year. Uh, again, again, against the Notre Dame secondary that was shuffled around a little bit. Sean Crawford's playing corner instead of safety. So there were some problems there. I, I thought all things considered, Notre Dame held up pretty well. They gave up 26 points, but 10 of them came on a short field. So uh, the, as I said after the game and multiple times early this week, the optics were worse than the statistics. The optics certainly caught Brian Kelly's eye <laughs> because he made some adjustments with Clark Lee this week with the defense. But, uh, yeah, it hit the defense harder, and so you pick up the pieces and you have to play a, a pretty tricky Louisville offense now following up that game. Right. Well, we'll take the victory, of course. And you mentioned Tamari and Terry, and I think he may have been the best player on the field. He is really something else. We're going to see him on Sundays, no doubt. Now, we talked to Brian Kelly late in the week, and there was really good news on the COVID testing front. For the first time since September 8th, nobody is in isolation. Nobody is in quarantine. You still have, I mentioned, Tagovailoa, Mosa, and Kaiser still um, trying to get the right amount of practice preparation to be prepared for Louisville. But, yeah, this is really positive. Brian Kelly felt like he had a complete football team. He feels even better about going into this game from that standpoint than he did Duke because Duke was an opener. Uh, so he feels like he has his whole team. Um, I, I, I think that that's going to prove to be a real positive. L- Louisville is going to have great trouble in trying to stop Notre Dame's offense. So, uh, yeah, feeling good about where they are in in, uh, in a very difficult season. It's not always easy to 
to feel good about where you are physically from week to week. Yeah, well, mark this moment in time. We feel positive about that situation, and we'll take it uh, you know, one game at a time. Now, Tim, one player that was welcomed back on the defensive side of, uh, uh, of the lineup last week after his ankle injury in week one was safety Kyle Hamilton. Hamilton, you know, came, of course, came in last year with high expectations. And now in his second season, man, he's just been outstanding, enjoyable to watch on the football field. And he sat down with the media this week, and I was really struck by the young man's persona. Tim, I I think it's safe to say that he is not all caught up in the bright lights and accolades. You wrote about him on irishillustrated.com this week. What were your impressions? Yeah, very grounded, very self-aware. Uh, and and with Irish Illustrated's relationship with his father, we're not surprised by that because that's a, the, the kind of person that uh, – uh, or, or how he was raised to be. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when Kyle Hamilton's on the field for Notre Dame, it's it's almost like having 11 and a half players out there, I don't know, 12 players out there. He covers mm-hmm. so much ground, and his instincts are so good that it's like having an additional – defender out there but he's outstanding and and uh Nordheim's margin for error at safety is is uh, very very small Nordheim's a much different team when Hamilton's out there we found last week Nordheim's a different team when when Sean Crawford is either not out there or, or at cornerback so uh yeah Kyle Hamilton is a very unique unique individual and we need to enjoy every day that remains uh with him in a Nordheim uniform because after next year there's not much chance of him spending his senior season at Notre Dame. Yeah, you wouldn't think so. I mean, he's going to be three and done. 6'4", 219 pounds. He's quick as a cat, graceful as a ballerina. The kid's the package. Okay, Tim, a couple of monster hits by another young man this past week. He's quickly becoming a big star. He's, he's uh, of course, Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa. How good is he? And I thought Tony Dungy had an interesting comparison that I'll get into if you if you don't if you didn't hear it. I did hear it. It was Derek Brooks from from uh, Florida State who ended up playing for Dungy at, at Tampa Bay. Uh, yeah, speaking of uh, players that won't be back next year, <laughs> Awusu Koromoa uh, is a is a senior academically with another year of eligibility, but. That's not going to happen. He is an explosive, powerful, physical football player. Great instincts. You know, he talks about now about his understanding of of, uh, what he's doing on the football field. And now he's only 16 games into uh, his career as a starter. But the first couple, he was kind of lost out there, especially against Louisville in his starting debut last year. But he is a powerful, instinctive. Him and Hamilton are very much... Very similar. I guess Hamilton's probably developed a little bit more quickly. Uh, but th- those are, I mean, that's a, you have a cornerstone on the back of the defense, on the, the, the front line of the defense. Owusu Koromo is a great football player as well. Well, a difference maker for sh- sure. And it's great to have a couple of those guys on the field. All right. Other side of the ball, Ian Book, 16 for 25, 201 yards. Two touchdowns, no interceptions. Also had uh, 58 yards rushing and another running TD for him. I think that's his fourth of the year. Played very well. Tim, was this one of his better games? And uh, what, what else was your takeaway? I thought it was one of his better games because he was so decisive and proactive and didn't wait for things to develop and then throw the football late. He saw it, he trusted his eyes, and he went for it. And we, we saw – 
one of the best versions that we've seen of Ian Book. He isn't running as much in the Tommy Reese offense, not as much keepers on the read option. But when he did run last week against Florida State, he saw it again, just like in the passing game. He saw it. He trusted his eyes. He used his feet. He got down before significant contact. I thought it was definitely one of Ian Book's headiest games uh, among his first 26 starts at Notre Dame. And it shouldn't be uh, underestimated, uh, his ability to uh, not cause turnovers. He doesn't throw interceptions. It's 60 t- career touchdown passes, only 18 interceptions. And let's just face it, uh, for a change, he played like a three-year starter because he is a three-year starter. And another guy that played really well, Javon McKinley, five catches, 107 yards. Brian Kelly said after the game, and you know where I'm going with this, no one in the college football world can defend him. Of course, uh, Javon McKinley was seated, I believe, in the room when he said that. Super high phrase. No one really saw this coming out of this young man so late in his career. How did we miss on him? Because he wasn't a very good football player the first three years he was at Notre Dame, Phil. He just he just wasn't. I, I don't think that they felt like he worked at his craft hard enough and he just didn't develop. Uh, but Brian Kelly absolutely was motivating him after the game. I, I, I do believe that there's some hyperbole involved there. But, you know, it, he doesn't have to be the lead receiver with Kevin Austin coming back if Kevin Austin can ascend to the level that he's capable of, but you put those two big receivers on the field together with Braden Lindsay and then throw in one of the real quality tight ends that Notre Dame has, uh, you know, now you've really got something going there with the receiving core, but Javon McKinley's getting better. It was his first big performance against a power five program, uh, one that's struggling right now, but it's still Florida state. So it's noteworthy. I thought McKinley benefited from books, decisiveness, and not allowing Asante Samuel and some of their other defensive backs to uh, be prepared for the the throw to come to him quickly. So uh, books, reactions, and decision-making in the game, I think, made Javon McKinley better. Yeah, and Javon McKinley has been an outstanding blocker. It's like having another tight end on the field. Uh, That's a huge positive. So uh, a big contributor this year. Look for more out of Javon McKinley. Okay, we have to talk about the offensive line, and that means we've got to talk about Liam Eichenberg. Uh, suffers the ultimate black eye. Tim, I thought I was watching a Rocky movie, the way that thing swelled up. All those guys, though, working together on that offensive line. Is this the best offensive line of the Kelly era? Well, it's beginning to look like it, but I don't think any of us here at Irish Illustrator are ready to make that declaration with the three opponents being Duke, South Florida, in Florida State when Florida State is not at its best and their defensive line is clearly underachieving. Having said that, you can only play the teams that are on your schedule, and the ones that Notre Dame has played so far, they have chewed up and spit out after that first quarter against Duke. Eichenberg, yeah, he's, he's a warrior. I fully expected him to come back after getting poked in the eye. They're all playing well. Jarrett Patterson's playing very, very well. I think Aaron Banks is too. I'd say Tommy Kramer is probably bringing up the rear among the five, but Robert Hainsey, it's a very cohesive unit right now. And uh, I don't know that this weekend will be a great test per se against Louisville, but the following weekend against Pittsburgh, it absolutely will be. Yeah, looking ahead, Pittsburgh's going to be a big challenge. And, and But regarding the offensive line, I thought you wrote a great line this week on the tail of the tape where you referred to the offensive line creating holes so big 
one would have thought it was a social distancing maneuver. And I truly did laugh out loud when I read that this week. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Kyron Williams and uh, certainly leading the way in the running game, 185 yards, 9.7 yards per carry, two touchdowns. Timmy's an emotional, tough player. Running style, I would say, is that he will always gain the last inch. He just always falls in the right, correct direction to gain everything possible out of a run. Is he the starter now and Chris Tyree, the change of pace guy moving forward? Yeah, and they're good. They're good compliment, Phil. I mean, I, I think, uh, first of all, Kyron Williams' reaction to fumbling on his first carry of the game, you got to love the way he responded to it. He, he's more of a slippery, elusive, spin-out-of-tackle guy. Not that Chris Tyree can't spin out tackles, but I look at Tyree as just a, you know, put his foot in, the, foot in the ground and hit the hole and use your pure speed. I think as time goes on, he'll develop a little bit more wiggle. But that's a nice compliment um, to what Williams brings to the equation. Uh, Ty- Tyree, uh, you know, and then there's Flemister who really didn't get an opportunity against Florida State, but I think we'll continue to see him as well. So it's a it's a great one-two punch. It's really a um, – it, it seems to be developing into one of the nation's better one-two-three punches. I, I think, generally speaking, Clemson holds the uh, holds the advantage when it comes to one-two-three, or at least they have in, in recent past. But, no, it's a good situation, and Tyron Williams clearly has established himself as a – the lead back that many anticipated he would be. I admit it. I have to admit, I didn't necessarily think he was going to be uh, the lead back, let alone playing at the level of, of uh, quality football he's playing right now. Well, plenty of nice complimentary pieces in that back w- backfield, and Kyron Williams is uh, looking like a star. Tim, Brian Kelly was asked this week about why it seems the offenses are scoring so many points in college football this year. And he talked about scheme versus technique. He definitely had a theory on this that made sense to me. It was interesting. Can you explain what he meant? Well, you know, I have to say that if the shoe was on the other foot and if the other side of the ball was struggling, you could probably use the same argument um, because usually scheme is is a big part of um, uh, offensive of uh, offenses, of course. But anyway, his point was this: that by being compromised in the spring, in the summer, and even in the preseason, uh, defenses have had to spend more time on scheme, which means that they've they've overlooked a lot of the uh, the fundamentals that go with playing defensive football, especially tackling. And so, um, you know, especially last weekend, we saw a ton of scoring. So Alabama and Mississippi, Alabama giving up almost 50 points, uh, you know, and still winning, still easily being able to outscore their opponent. But I think there's something to it. I, I just, you know, I think if it was the other way around, if if defenses had, had the advantage over offenses, you could once again say that the offenses didn't have as, as much time to spend on t- technique and had to just jump right into scheme. Well, according to Brian Kelly, time spent on scheme, which is what's happened in the year of COVID, uh, benefits the offense and hurts the defense. Thanks, Tim. Coming up, it's the all-time Irish hero. Key to an Irish victory, injury report, and the world-famous Irish illustrated prediction. And during the break, it's the Fighting Irish Fact of the Week, brought to you by Ron Wise and the Wise Insurance Agency. This is the 345th edition of Fighting Irish Preview. Shine a light into my room 
Treat each house as if it was your own. Our mission statement at Bushy's Windows, Doors, and Remodeling. Hi, I'm Jim Bushy. At Bushy's, we're proud of our home improvement products that we offer, and we are even more proud of the award-winning installers who will come to your home. Right now, take advantage of our 12-month 0% interest payment plan, and estimates are always free. So call Bushy's at 456-1247, stop into our showroom, or check out Bushy'sFW.com. Bushy's Windows, Doors, and Remodeling. Your clear choice. Your clear choice is Bushies. Your clear choice is Bushies. Say hello to financial freedom. Aston Mortgage. The one people know and trust. Aspen Mortgage. Aspen. Over 20 years of friendly personal service. Aspen. Refinance. Integrity. Lowest available rates. An A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Aspen Mortgage, a proud supporter of Notre Dame football. Remember, for all your mortgage needs, go to AspenMortgageCo.com or call them at 260-486-LOAN. That's 486-LOAN. The Fighting Irish Fact of the Week is brought to you by our friends at the Wise Insurance Agency. Notre Dame has had 22 undefeated regular seasons. Call Ron Wise at the Wise Insurance Agency or go to thewiseinsuranceagency.com and get an auto or home quote in less than five minutes. Introducing Flight by Yingling, the next generation of light beer. For those who don't follow trends, but craft them. Flight by Yingling is 12 ounces of uncompromised refreshment from America's oldest brewery. With only 2.6 grams of carbs and 95 calories, this is premium refreshment, six generations in the making. Don't just raise a glass, raise the bar. Flight by Yingling, now available wherever beer is sold. DG Yingling and Sun Incorporated, Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Please enjoy responsibly. Selling or buying a house? In the real estate game, it's results that matter. And in Fort Wayne, Dan Schneider of Century 21 Bradley has built a reputation as a realtor you can trust to achieve the best results. And he'll do it with a friendly personal touch. So put Dan's years of experience to work. Call Dan Schneider of Century 21 Bradley at 312-1479. Or visit him on the web at danschneiderhomes.com. That's Dan Schneider at 312-1479. Your call for real estate results. Now back to Fighting Irish Preview with your host, Phil Halk. This is Fighting Irish Preview, the fourth-ranked Irish take on Louisville at home this week. TV coverage on NBC starts at 2.30 p.m. South Bend time. And it's now time for the all-time Irish hero, brought to you by the Marina at Lake Gage. Chris Craft, Master Craft, and Premier Pontoons, we share your boating passion. This week, we continue our series on the great pass receivers of the Brian Kelly era. In 2008, Michael Floyd, a three-sport star out of St. Paul, Minnesota, was a five-star recruit rated as the 15th best player in the nation. 
So there were lofty expectations for the 6'3", 220-pound wide receiver. Expectations that Floyd lived up to. Once in South Bend, Charlie Weiss plugged him right in, and just a few minutes into his first game of the first season, Floyd caught his first touchdown pass. He finished the season with seven touchdown passes and 719 receiving yards, both freshman school records. His sophomore season was cut short by a broken collarbone, but in just seven games, he managed nine touchdowns on 44 catches, good for 795 yards. By his junior year, with the NFL taking notice, Brian Kelly came to town and Floyd became a centerpiece. 79 catches, 1,025 yards, 12 touchdowns, and he saved his best for last. He came back for his senior years and he notched another nine touchdowns on a school record 100 catches and he totaled 1,147 yards. Tim, Michael Floyd had an explosive and physical presence on the field and he holds the school career records for receptions, touchdown receptions, and receiving yards. Is he the best receiver of the Brian Kelly era? Ooh, that's a that's a tough question. Let me answer that last. I I, I love the way Michael Floyd played the game. He was physical, as, as you mentioned. He was um, not the most aesthetic looking receiver, kind of like Sebo uh, Flemister running the football. But he was like a like a wild horse on the open plains. Man, he was he was really really good and strong and physical. As it as it relates to the best receiver under Brian Kelly, probably over the course of all the seasons, yes. Single seasons or two seasons, I'd say Will Fuller because he was so explosive and such a big play receiver. Golden Tate had a tremendous last year, and we saw Chase Claypool have a great last year as well. Over the course of, of uh, an entire college career at, at Notre Dame under Brian Kelly, I think you can make a legitimate argument that it was Michael Floyd. Okay, uh, we'll give him the Career Achievement Award then. Floyd uh, was the 13th overall pick of the 2012 draft by the Arizona Cardinals, had an eight-year career scoring 25 touchdowns and just short of 4,000 yards, and he earned a Super Bowl ring with the 2016 New England Patriots. Michael Floyd, another Marina at Lake Gage all-time Irish hero. The Marina at Lake Gage, we love boats. And it's now time for the Aspen Mortgage Key to an Irish victory. Tim, after an 8-5 season a year ago that included a 38-28 victory over Mississippi State in the Music City Bowl, Louisville was expecting a big year. But they have started 2020 a surprising 1-3. Last week, they fell to Georgia Tech 46-27 and also have lost to Miami by 13 and Pitt by 3. Two pretty good teams, by the way. Their only win was over Western Kentucky in week one, 35-21. Second-year head coach Scott Satterfield returned 16 starters from last year, including dual-threat quarterback Malik Cunningham. In the backfield, Javion Hopkins is a hard-charging athlete who is averaging 5.5 yards per carry. He ran for 1,525 yards a year ago and nine touchdowns. Tutu Atwell is a small but really explosive receiver, who led the ACC with 1,276 yards a year ago and 12 touchdowns. On the year, this offense has lost six fumbles and five interceptions, ranking them 72nd out of 76 nationally in turnovers. 2019 was a long year for the Cardinal defense, and in 2020, the Cardinals are still struggling. They've given up 12 30-plus yards plays thus far, the most of any Power 5 program, and have been plagued by poor tackling. 
Six fumbles lost, five interceptions have been devastating to the Cardinals this season. Knock off a fumble and an interception or two and tackle a little better, and their season might well be looking very different. Tim Priester, what is the Aspen Mortgage key to an Irish victory? Yeah, Scott Satterfield, the head coach at, at Louisville, believes that if they just could have been better with the football, they might be 3-1, and one. and you can make that argument. They were leading Georgia Tech going into the fourth quarter and then were outscored 20 to nothing when I think they had I know they had at least two. They might have had three turnovers in the in the fourth quarter. But I, I think it comes down, you know, part of it is Brian Kelly's philosophy or on how they're going to deal with the diversity of their offense. I think it's all about physicality. Nording the superior team in the trenches on both sides of the football. We can talk about how they want to defend this tricky offense with Cunningham and, and Hawkins and Atwell and Fitzpatrick and Ford, their tight end. But at the end of the day, it's going to come down to the most physical team. And I think Nordings' approach to this game will reflect that. Take advantage of your physical advantage in the trenches. That is Tim Priester's Aspen Mortgage key to an Irish victory. And Tim Priester, who is this week's Aspen Mortgage key player for the Irish? Phil, I'm, I'm going to name two guys at one position because in, with Louisville's defense, they run a 3-4. Their linebackers, I like their run linebackers, they're very athletic and they play well, but they're a little bit undersized and their defensive line has – two former walk-ons on it. So my point is this, they're going to take their front seven and try to attack the line of scrimmage because they can't do it with the bodies they have up front. I think that opens up play action. And I think that, uh, I think Tommy Reese is going to dial the number, the numbers of, of uh, Tommy Tremble and, and Michael Mayer. I think the middle of that field is going to be wide open because of what uh, Louisville has to do defensively to try to combat Notre Dame's powerful running game. Well, look for a big game out of the tight ends, according to Tim Priester. Tommy Tremble and Michael Mayer are your Aspen Mortgage key Irish players this week. Aspen Mortgage, for all your mortgage needs, call 486-LOAN. And it's now time for the Injury Report, brought to you by Indiana Physical Therapy. Your choice for physical therapy now with 20 Indiana locations. Tim, a pretty good report from Brian Kelly late in the week. How did the Irish stand health-wise going into Game 4? Yeah, in addition, Phil, to the uh, the good news on the COVID front, um, just two players, Paul Mawala, unfortunately, uh, ripped his Achilles pretty pretty good there last week against Florida State. He will be lost for the season. And then coming out of the Florida State game, Lawrence Keyes uh, suffered a concussion. He was in the third stage of concussion protocol by the end of the week, I, I would think that Notre Dame would play that safe and keep him out. But they'll get uh, they'll get MTA back at defensive tackle and and Jack Kaiser at linebacker. So uh, as complete of a Notre Dame roster as we've seen this year. And Tim, what what do we know about Nick McLeod, the cornerback? He he just seems to be a little bit limited in favoring a shoulder out there on the field. Yeah, I don't know that anybody other than Irish Illustrated has reported that it's he's actually has a shoulder problem, but we saw. Uh, I, I think it was against uh, uh, Jordan Travis. He had an opportunity for a sack or a tackle for lost yardage, and he just shied away with it. He's he's battling a, I believe it's his left shoulder. He's battling a, a, a problem there, and he had three weeks off in between games. So I don't know if he re-injured it in practice or it just never got better. But it's a shame because if they could get Nick McLeod to 100%, that would take this uh, this defense up a notch or two overall. 
Absolutely. Thanks, Tim. And that is the Indiana Physical Therapy Injury Report. And it's now time for the world-famous Irish Illustrated Prediction, brought to you by irishillustrated.com. Tim Priester, Vegas says the Irish by 17. What does America's foremost authority say? Well, I, I, I think that it's uh, this is one of the more difficult offenses in the country to slow down. They haven't been at their peak because they haven't hit as many big plays as they did last year when uh, Malik Cunningham averaged a ridiculous 18 yards per completion. They haven't hit on those, but we know the 2-2 Atwell is certainly capable of running by any secondary at any time. And I love JV and Hawkins, although not very big, kind of like Kyron Williams, still very, very difficult to bring down. But I, you know, ultimately it's going to come down to who has the better defense and it's not even close. And so even if Louisville has some offensive success, I don't see their defense being able to hold Notre Dame down. I'm being conservative when I say, when I give you the score for Notre Dame, I think it could be much more, but I'm going into this with a prediction of Notre Dame 48, Louisville 20. 48 to 20 in favor of the Irish. They're going to cover, according to Tim Priester, and that is Tim Priester's world famous Irish illustrated prediction. Uh, Tim, I don't think Louisville could could play their best game defensively and have any hope to stop the Irish offense. So Notre Dame's going to score. On the other hand, it wouldn't surprise me if they clean up their turnovers and they're going to score a few points. Notre Dame 40, Louisville 23. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Phil. Go Irish, and thanks for listening to Fighting Irish Preview. Special thanks to Jim Shovelin, Art Salzberg, and studio producer Adam Schenkel. Fighting Irish Preview is the copyrighted property of Judge Phil Productions. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.